0: Hey everybody, what you're about to listen to is actually recorded about a year ago. Last year, Vanessa and I thought it'd be fun to do a special podcast talking about our favorite non mash holiday episodes from different TV shows, but we recorded it like three days before Christmas and I didn't have time to edit together before the holiday deadline. So instead, we decided to save it for this year. There are a few references to the year being 2021, but otherwise, I think it holds up pretty well. We hope you enjoy this different kind of episode.
1: Hello and welcome to a special episode of Mashmouth we're calling A Very Merry Mashmouth. I'm Vanessa.
0: And I'm Ethan. Welcome back. We're we're returning for a quick holiday uh, adventure. We're going to save <laughs> Christmas with the power of watching a bunch of Christmas specials.
1: And Hanukkah specials too. We have those in here.
0: And Hanukkah specials, yes.
1: Holiday <laughs> episodes. So, Ethan, how are you?
0: I'm good. How are you? I know you've had uh, quite the month. Do you (laughs) want to talk about that at all on air, or do you want to keep that to the private life?
1: No, I could talk about it a little bit. So I think that I had mentioned that I'm in law school currently. This was my first semester. And I just took finals and they're finally over, which is why we're recording now. (laughs) And it was not a fun experience. I didn't like it, but that's kind of par for the course in law school. You don't like law school. You just don't.
0: (laughs) I don't think anybody who has become a professional lawyer is like, oh, man, law school is the best years of my life. Had (laughs) so much fun there. No, like No, it's grueling, man. (laughs) Yeah,
1: you suffer. (laughs) Uh, Ethan, what have you been doing over this break?
0: Uh, nothing too much. I've just been, you know, hanging out, uh, enjoying the holiday season. I'm really glad that we did this, because I love the holidays, I love Christmas, uh, but this year I haven't really sat down to watch any Christmas-related things very much, so (laughs) it was nice to kind of just all in a row watch a bunch of, like, good holiday-related stuff.
1: Yeah, it's so funny, because I was- thinking the same thing we should also mention that this is the first time we've actually spoken kind of face to face i mean over zoom still but face to face since we recorded our last episode of mash that we put out and because of my law school finals i have kind of missed the christmas season which unfortunately is kind of sad to me but watching all of these episodes because we watched them just back to back to back to back And that helped me get in the Christmas spirit so much. So I'm so, so happy that we did this.
0: You can't see me right now, but I am wearing a Christmas hat (laughs) uh, with a dreidel in the end because I am somewhat Jewish. So, you know, got to represent both. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, No, I had a lot of fun and I can't wait to uh, talk about everything. What do you want to talk about first?
1: So how we did this is Ethan and I chose our favorite holiday specials from tv series that we enjoy so i chose three and ethan chose three and we're both going to we both we watched them and we're both going to talk about them so ethan this is a choice from you this was the simpsons christmas special um which happened to be the first episode of the simpsons which i thought was really really crazy
0: the episode is called simpsons roasting on open fire it was (laughs) the first season (laughs) it was the first episode of the entire series which is wild if you don't know the simpsons was originally characters in the sketch show the uh tracy allman show and they were just uh like little in between bumpers in between sketches and commercials uh, and then producer James L. Brooks, who is basically the king of Hollywood. Anything that James L. Brooks wants to do, he gets done. <laughs> like, before The Simpsons even, he did Turns of Endearment. Just a bunch of these, like, giant movies uh, and TV. And when James L. Brooks was like, hey, I want to do The Simpsons as a series, and they hadn't done an animated primetime sitcom in 30 years since like the Flintstones oh wow it got made this wasn't the first episode produced but it was the first one aired mm-hmm. and i think that it is a still really good holiday special it just has such a like interesting vibe and you can see a lot of like the history of like where the show will go what did you think of it
1: yeah i i don't particularly care for the simpsons uh, if i'm gonna be honest i don't sacrilege. really like this yeah i know
0: sacrilege i don't
1: really like this i love the
0: simpsons it's like my favorite thing i
1: know which is why i never bring it up because i don't like to say how much i don't like it i have to say though this episode was actually really fun to watch it was super bleak which i was mm-hmm. surprised at but also like knowing the simpsons i kind of wasn't surprised at but you can definitely feel that the vibe is different than the rest of the series, obviously, because when it's on for 30 some odd years, the vibe's going to change a little. But like to start out this series with a Christmas episode, I think it's just so unique and fun that I really commend the showrunners for kind of taking that almost like it seems like almost like a risk. And I kind of liked that. Oh, yeah.
0: The Simpsons was a risk because like it came out 1989- And there was obviously animated content before that, Mm -hmm. but there was nothing like this on TV at the time. And it's so easy because it became so influential and so long living like it's still on TV. Uh it's easy today to be like it's the Simpsons like who really cares but when you watch it like isolated it really did change the entire TV and animation industry um everything else that i brought to this uh little discussion we're having is also animated uh and they have like deep roots with the Simpsons too <laughs> cuz it just had that such ricochet effect and i love this special too um, because it's so somber and so kind of like not sad. Like th- they do have a happy ending. Yeah. Um, but it has such this this tone that like reminds me of the Charlie Brown Christmas one, because that one's sad too. Yeah. Um like it's so early on that all of the characters who would be like iterated on for six hundred episodes, like this is them at their purest form, <laughs> and it's like wild to watch uh because like homer is not stupid at all in this he's just like a well-meaning dad who yeah. doesn't have any money mm-hmm. and doesn't really kind of know what to do and it just has such a vibe i don't know it's it's hard to explain but it's like i can imagine a different universe where this is, like, the only Simpsons holiday special, and it didn't go on to become this massive series, and it would still get played, like, every year on, like, ABC Family, Mm -hmm. like, when they're looking for something to fill their their 25 days of Christmas. (laughs) They're like, oh, let's play this weird, obscure cartoon about yellow people, (laughs) and just hit, like... (laughs) It has such a vibe and I love it.
1: Yeah, I think that what um, I liked about this episode too was that it felt a little bit more family friendly than The Simpsons usually is. It still gave that adult cartoon vibe, but it was not so like, oh wow, maybe children shouldn't watch this. And maybe I don't like The Simpsons because so many people I know grew up on The Simpsons and I wasn't allowed to watch it as a kid because it was very much like, yeah, it was like, that's an adult show and you're not allowed to watch it.
0: I wasn't in a household that banned the Simpsons or anything but I didn't watch it until I was like 15 or 16 mm-hmm. when uh, all of the episodes started re-airing on um FX or FXX whatever um, that's when I saw it, and I I just Vanessa, I know you're not going to, but I have to recommend just watching the old seasons of The Simpsons. <laughs> a lot of episodes are like perfect, and just like this is a very like mellow, kind of chilled out. You're hanging out with the the Simpsons family, getting to know them kind of thing. But it does become this like factory of like perfect jokes (laughs) where every single second is like this insane joke where you're like, how did they come up with this? Did they write this for 50,000 drafts until they had it perfect? And like, yeah, of course, it kind of dips in quality eventually. But man, the, the heyday of The Simpsons is like eight seasons of pure just gold.
1: I, it's funny because I was actually talking to my sister about this. She's seen more of The Simpsons than I have, but she said that the older episodes are really good and she said it kind of drops off in the newer seasons. I don't know how controversial that take is, but I assume that's kind of a no, popular that's take. No, it's pretty much the
0: take. Um,
1: <laughs> But like, I, I kind of do want to watch it because... I typically like newer stuff rather than older stuff, not like as a hipster, but it's just kind of what I gravitate towards. Usually in comparison to older stuff, I'm like, oh, I don't like this as much. Even with episodes of MASH, I'm like, oh, I really like the newer seasons better than the original Mm. seasons.
0: The newer seasons that are 40 years old. Yeah, the ones from
1: 1982 instead of
0: 1977.
1: Yeah, those. But I I wanted to talk a little bit about the episode. I thought that it was, well, well, again, like we said, the tone and whatnot, but just the opening of it when they were walking in, Marge and Homer were walking in and Homer was like, oh, yeah, like they dragged you to this like kids Christmas show too, huh? And he was talking and it was supposed to be quiet. And I was like, that is just such a dad thing. <laughs> I mm-hmm. loved it from the very beginning opening. I was like, oh, this is why this show is popular, because it yeah. just is for dads.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's a lot. I forgive me, I didn't take any like specific <laughs> notes, but there is a lot of like, oh, this is very observational of the the family unit mm-hmm. kind of thing. the little things of him just being annoyed <laughs> that his sister in-laws are there. like he's on the phone with a uh, Patty or Selma, and she never clarifies that like who she is or who's <laughs> calling, and he just has to like assume that it is her based on that. I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's happened to, to somebody who, who's <laughs> writing this one right now.
1: The stereotypical thing with the extension cords of like, all oh, the extension cords are all bunched up and stuff like that. I mm-hmm. thought that was so funny. Also, <laughs> I could just be reading too much into it. But when Homer is at his job and on the loudspeaker, it says, attention all personnel. I was like, wow, that's just MASH vibes. I love that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You can always relate everything to math. You
1: can. Oh, well, at least I can. <laughs> um, I felt so bad for Homer as well, and I did take um, a couple of notes. When he wasn't getting his Christmas bonus, I wrote down, I was like, this is why we need uh, to seize the means of production. <laughs> like, <laughs> Capitalism has failed us.
0: <laughs> oh, man. My aunt's going to write in and be like, oh, is Vanessa a communist? <laughs>
1: I I don't know what it is, but every holiday season, because uh, a lot of the holiday stuff is about, you know, oh, it's not about consumerism. Yeah, it's not about consumerism and capitalism and stuff. It's about, you know, being nice and holiday whatnots. So I've been saying recently, every time I see it, I'm like, oh, so and so would be a socialist. So and so would be a socialist <laughs> every time I see it. <laughs> I'm like Charlie well, Brown is, is a socialist. Um,
0: well, he's very much against those tin foil Christmas trees or yeah, whatever.
1: Exactly.
0: There is a you know Rankin Bass, the the stop motion mm-hmm. uh Christmas special guys. There is one that is basically very pro-communist. <laughs> um it's very strange. It's one of the obscure ones, and this guy on YouTube made like uh going through all the obscure ones, and it started out with like Santa being like very anti-communist, and the last one they produced was basically like, ah, communism, we need it. (laughs) Uh, it It's very strange.
1: You have to send me that because I love those specials, and I really need to see that because that's just been my vibe (laughs) this holiday season.
0: (laughs) I loved the gag of... Uh they have money saved up in a jar and Homer asks Marge like, "Oh, where do you hide the the Christmas money?" and Marge is like, "Oh, I'll never tell." In fact, turn around, I'll I'll get it. And she just pulls it out of her <laughs> giant hair. I thought that was such a good gag and such a good like animation gag. Yeah, I uh, like that too. Cuz like Simpsons is a cartoon, but they don't especially early on, they don't tend to do a lot of those like exaggerated kind of cartoony uh, animation gags so it's just so funny to see her pull a, <laughs> the whole thing out of her hair it was great that was
1: cute yeah I really it kind of uh, what we were saying before with this being the first episode I liked how they introduced all the characters even though I haven't watched The Simpsons really I kind of more or less know a lot of the characters um, and I thought that oh I do have a piece of trivia which is not really trivia Ooh. but you, I don't know if you know no, you must know. But um, they introduced. I'm a
0: Simpsons Wikipedia.
1: <laughs> they introduced Mo the bartender, and Mo is voiced by Hank Azaria, who played Agador in the Birdcage with Robin Williams and Nathan Lane. Yeah, which I know you like. I did yeah,
0: <laughs> I love that movie, and I love Hank Azaria. Anything he's in, I'm like, hey, because he should. He just shows up in some things, yeah. and you're like, oh, is that Hank Azaria? <laughs>
1: I love that. Oh, and my last piece of trivia is that Ho- so Homer has to. We're not doing a great job of explaining this episode, but it's fine.
0: No, it's fine. This well, our is listeners just a can go and episode. watch it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah.
0: We're just hanging out, having fun. We're not being an information podcast this episode.
1: <laughs> not this episode. So, but Homer goes and gets a second job when he doesn't get his Christmas bonus, and he's basically a mall Santa. So he mm-hmm. gets his paycheck and it's only $13 after like all the taxes and stuff are taken out and whatnot. We yeah. we all know that vibe. And I went on my trusty inflation and thirteen dollars in twenty twenty one would be twenty nine fourteen. So, still not a lot of money, oh. but that is the buying power.
0: <laughs> With Homer in that Santa getup and like Bart discovers that it's him, mm-hmm. one thing that I really loved uh, about that interaction, uh, and this is something that I think could only happen very early on, is that like Bart pulls down the beard, reveals it's Homer. And then Homer, like, takes him aside into the, like, gingerbread house (laughs) that they have in, like, the mall. Yeah. And Homer's just very honest, be like, hey, I have no money. I I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just trying to give you kids a good Christmas. Uh, I'm very nervous about it. And it was just like a very genuine good dad yeah. moment. Like, Homer's a pretty good dad in this one. Mm-hmm. And like, he's not a good dad for a good chunk of the series. <laughs> he tends to just be, you know, stupid and like a goofball. But this one, he's just trying to give something to his kids and trying to figure it out. And I really like that. It's just a good foot to start on. Yeah.
1: I thought that that was really sweet. I really liked this episode. I thought it was cute. I mean, I didn't like belly laugh at it because I don't think it was yeah, that kind. Yeah, it's not of very funny. <laughs> yeah, but it was. It was still sweet. It was bleak. It did have a happy ending though, which I liked. Yeah.
0: Santa's a little helper. It's the origin of their dog. <laughs> yeah, and like that's the one continuity thing because Stimpsons has like no continuity. But first episode they get a dog, and for the rest of the ep- series they have that dog. I was
1: wondering about that actually because I know I knew the character of the dog but i was like that looks like their dog is that gonna be their dog and it is i i don't know i just love that so this next one that we're gonna talk about is one that i brought to the table because this is one of my absolute all-time favorite shows i think in general not just sitcoms but shows in general (laughs) and this episode is jolly old saint dick from third rock from the sun now i've seen all of third rock from the sun Ethan, I know you haven't seen, I don't know, have you seen any of it or have you seen?
0: I've seen a little bit of it. I think I've seen this episode because it was, it's free now on Amazon Prime or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, but it for a little while, a few years ago, the whole series was there available and I started watching it and I watched like the first two seasons or so and I really liked it. I like the, the sense of humor and I like the cast. Um, I liked how weird it is. Yes, it's such a it's weird such a show. Strange show. And then when I was in the middle of watching it, like the next day, it just got removed from the free version of Amazon. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, guess I can't watch it now." <laughs> uh, but I, I really like this. Uh, it's it's got a really fun tone. It's just wacky.
1: I think that wacky is such a good way to describe the show in general. Like I said, I really love this show. And I feel like this is kind of an underrated sitcom. Like, I feel like people don't really know about this show. So the Mm -hmm. premise of this show is that this group of aliens comes down to Earth to learn about humans, and they're posing as human beings like this kind of nuclear-ish family, but still not really. And yeah, it's just like all these shenanigans of these grown ass human beings learning how to be human beings, like functioning human beings. Mm-hmm. And it's just the wackiest stuff ensues. It's so fun. So in this episode, this is their first Christmas on Earth. And they kind of they don't they don't know really anything about Christmas. So they get into all of these um these like shenanigans where two of the family members, they get jobs at the mall and anyone who is american knows that don't go to the mall during christmas it's just not a good don't time don't get a
0: job at the oh mall my God, during christmas no. <laughs> so stressful yes
1: it's just like it's a thing and they're all happy and stuff like that learning about christmas and then of course the other side comes in where it's like the consumerism of christmas and the anger of people during christmas and whatnot of the just holiday the season the stress of it yeah So I wanted to ask, so what did you think about this episode?
0: Oh, my gosh. So for a little context of how I watch these, I watch like my stuff and then kind of your stuff. Mm -hmm. And even though what I picked was animated, all of them were way more somber (laughs) than anything you (laughs) picked. So it was super fun to go from, uh, this Hey Arnold episode that we'll talk about in a bit to Third Rock from the Sun, where it was just like joke after joke and had a, just a good, uh, fun time to it. I really enjoyed this one. I love John Lithgow. I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, some people don't really like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He is, for me personally, one of my favorite actors. <laughs> I don't know why. I just I just like him. He's got a good thing going. So it's always super fun to see him so young with such long hair and just being like this this guy who is like such a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> I I love this a lot. Uh this is a good cast. I want to watch more of this show because it has such a just it's so fun. I love aliens. I love, I love aliens. sci-fi <laughs> things. I, I do. Know, I've know, always I know. loved like sci-fi.
1: No, I know. I that that is one thing about you, which is why I think I recommended the show to you because I'm like if anyone's going to appreciate this, it's definitely Ethan because he loves aliens mm-hmm. and he likes sitcoms. But I maintain that this is Joseph Gordon-Levitt's like best role and <laughs> he is he's honestly so young in it. He is such a baby. Yeah. And
0: and it's so funny because isn't he playing the oldest of the the alien group, right? Yeah. Like he's the oldest one of them, but he's in the youngest body. And because he's a teenager, he's super like hormonal and like trying to deal with like dating girls and like, you know, other stuff. And it's so, I I think he's really good. It is. Like he's got a human girlfriend in this and he's trying to figure out what to get her. <laughs> and he's taking it extremely seriously, mm-hmm. more seriously than any 14 year old, 15 year old, however old he's supposed to be would take it. And I think that is so fun. I keep saying it, but this one is just
1: Yeah, it is. Like I was saying, if you look at Joseph Gordon-Levitt through this whole series, and also in this episode in particular, when he's delivering his lines, because this show is really funny. Like, I belly laugh at this show all the time. You see him trying so hard to keep it together. Mm. (laughs) Because at one point, he's, he's, (laughs) like Ethan said, he's trying to find the perfect gift for his girlfriend. And... he so he goes to the mall where two of the other characters are have seasonal jobs and he's sitting on santa's lap and it's like what what do i get her what do i get her and yeah. he starts yelling at the santa <laughs> in the mall and you see him trying so hard not to laugh and i i for one love that with actors and sitcoms when you see they're trying not to break characters so bad
0: <laughs> that whole bit with santa is so funny Because, you know, he, he, I think, thinks Santa is real. And it's just like, what should I get her? I need model numbers, man. Give me a thing. You know everybody. Uh, It was so, not to just say that everything is funny, but I love this fish out of water scenario. Mm -hmm. of Just like everybody... Is so sincere about everything, and they they feel big things and they're like that's why they're like aliens. It's the like appeal of them being aliens, is that they just they don't have the social norms down. So when they feel something, they feel it big. You know, it's great. I love John Lithgow in this, his character's name is Dick, (laughs) and all of the episode titles are involved the name Dick in it, and I just think that's very funny that they got away with that.
1: I think, um, yeah, because this show came out in the late 90s, and I feel like that was kind of when the, you know, penis innuendos started really, (laughs) like, taking over. (laughs) I mean, they were always there, but they were allowed to be there more now. I thought it was really funny, because I forgot this, because I haven't seen this show in a while, but John Lithgow's son makes appearances in the show as one of his students and he's oh, yeah yeah he's the student who has the christmas cookies that he takes and like throws across the room <laughs> and that's his son if you if you see him and know it it's like oh my god they're identical it's yeah, so funny i
0: bet I love him, and I love how he's, like, super gray-haired, bald, and just, again, I've said this before, but I love when a sitcom character, any TV actor who's, like, a main character isn't conventionally, like, handsome, Mm -hmm. or, like, not saying John Lithgow isn't handsome, because he's a very handsome man, (laughs) in my opinion. (laughs) but like he just isn't that like typical guy that you'd expect to see like lead a sitcom Mm -hmm. and he does such a good job with like the physicality of it uh like i love the way his body moves it looks like an alien trying to figure out how to move around as a human and it's so good i love it
1: (laughs) one thing i noted down when i was watching the episode was how physical so much of the comedy is and How wordlessly they can make you laugh so hard just by small Mm -hmm. body movements—it's—it's really, really funny. And I know I don't think I picked up on that so much when I watched the show the first time when I was younger. But you really get it, like you really see it in this episode, and it's just—it's just so funny. I love John Lithgow. I love all the cast. Just so good. Jane Curtin's in it, and she's an SNL alum. Oh my god. Mm. The best. Jane, you ignorance slut. She's
0: <laughs> is she's the, she the love interest for, for Dick.
1: Yeah. Spoilers, if you if anyone <laughs> Oh, doesn't want a spoiler. Ooh. They are in and out of a relationship for most of the series. And I don't know if in this episode they were together, but they're cute. I like them. It's adorable.
0: I like them too. I like the bit with mistletoe and how every time it's at his door, he's like, oh, weed grew and just lifts <laughs> it down. And then at the, the end of it, I'd forget her name, but Jane Curtin's character like kisses John Lithgow and is like, oh, that's what mistletoe's for. And he's like... Uh okay, and then like <laughs> kisses her again, and they they do eventually start like having a little bit of passion with it, and was like, oh, that's very sweet. I love uh, that because I completely forgot about basically all of that because mm-hmm. uh, it's been a little while. Anything else that I want to mention? I love French Stewart. I love that he <laughs> never amazing. opens his eyes. <laughs> Uh, He's got a good... I I just always like that guy. He was uh, in Inspector Gadget 2, Mm -hmm. which I watched a lot as a kid, (laughs) like a lot. It was one of my most rented things at Blockbuster. (laughs) I'm not that old, but that sentence makes me sound very old. Uh, So anytime I see him in anything, I'm like, hey, I know you. I like you. I've liked you all my life.
1: Yeah, I love... French Stewart was... He brought so much of the comedy in that show. I mean, the whole show, obviously, as we said, is very funny. Talking about physical comedy, that man did so much <laughs> physical comedy in that show. It was amazing. I can't recommend this show enough. And this mm-hmm. holiday episode was so cute. Oh, one one other thing, too. <laughs> so... In this episode, like we said, their aliens are trying to, like, you know, become attuned with what people do during the holidays. So, <laughs> in the episode, Dick goes and he gets a Christmas tree, but he goes onto someone else's property and cuts <laughs> down their tree, <laughs> and he's like, "Merry Christmas." <laughs> And so as he's coming onto the scene, he's singing Tannenbaum," <laughs> which is something my family and I still say. So he goes, O Tannenbaum." that's Christmas tree in German. And so every time that song comes on, that's what we sing. <laughs> that's how pervasive this show was in my life.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that whole bit where immediately the neighbor's like, hey, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, Merry Christmas, having a good night. <laughs> and then the police come. And he's just like, hey, how are you guys doing? <laughs> and he just doesn't register at all that he shouldn't be doing yeah. this. Just a good, fun episode all around. Favorite line, I think, was when Joe and Levitt buys like everything at the mall. And uh what's her name? Sally. Sally working at the kiosk is like, How do you afford this? And then he just says, Oh, you know that of pennies I have in my room? She goes, Yeah. He just says, that's where I keep Dick's credit card.
1: <laughs> good
0: line. Good joke.
1: Yeah, when you were watching it, you texted me that. And I just like, I, w- I was like, oh, good. I know that Ethan liked this episode.
0: Mm-hmm. This show was created by Bonnie and Terry Turner, who also wrote for Wayne's World and would go on to create that 70s show. Oh, wow. And they're like uh, super veterans. Like, this is the kind of thing where it's like these very established TV writers and movie writers were just like, hey, let's just do a goofy thing about aliens and just have a good time making it. And like, you could see that.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: You could tell that everybody's having a good time. Um, I loved when French Stewart realizes that the mall Santa's a fake Santa mm-hmm. and he just literally screams and cries <laughs> at that realization. He's like, No! <laughs> so good and then so later absurd. later
1: when he's at the bar and a bunch of santas show up and he just freaks out oh god that was so yeah. funny
0: <laughs> oh my goodness we might have to start a uh, third rock from the sun podcast
1: <laughs> i'd be so down for that
0: <laughs> just watch it all have a good time i am 100 percent down for that anything else you want to mention
1: go watch the rock from the sun <laughs> everyone yes
0: So, going from something that is very, uh, fun and goofy, let's talk about something that is shockingly very, very, (laughs) uh, has more somberness. Wasn't intentional, but for this, we also watched the Hey Arnold Christmas episode from season one, just called Arnold's Christmas, and oh boy, this episode is more of a doozy than I remembered it being. It is about, uh, Arnold is Secret Santa to a man in his building, Mr. Nguyen, and for Christmas, Arnold wants to essentially, uh, reunite Mr. Nguyen with his daughter when, 30 years ago, they're separated during the Vietnam War, mm-hmm. and oh my gosh, this episode was, I think, really good, but also, uh... Quite a lot, like, some some imagery in this is like, good lord, my dude, this is aired on Nickelodeon season one.
1: <laughs> Nick in the 90s was just peak Nick, hot take. But again, I wasn't necessarily allowed to watch Hey Arnold a lot as a kid. <laughs> what? Yeah, no.
0: No wonder why you only watch M.A.S.H. and whatnot. <laughs> you weren't allowed to watch anything, like, new. Well,
1: what's funny, okay, just, like, a little bit of background on me, Anytime there was a, a TV show with a character who was disrespectful to adults, my mom would not let me watch it. <laughs> so we're going to talk who about the ro-
0: disrespectful to adults? She didn't like I Helga. Know.
1: She didn't like Helga at all. She was <laughs> like, Helga is obnoxious and rude, so I don't want you influenced by her. <laughs> <laughs> but hey Arnold's such a good kid I know I I literally wrote down in my notes when I was watching the episode (laughs) that I loved how sweet and good of a kid Arnold is I think I was Mm -hmm. allowed to watch it eventually yeah I definitely was allowed to watch it eventually but Arnold is such a good kid (laughs) he's just so genuine he so well Yeah. yeah
0: For me, that that kind of thing was uh, my parents would really let us watch Ed, Ed and Eddie, mm-hmm, or yeah. the show uh, Fairly Odd Parents. Oh yeah, uh, because my mom was just like that kid Timmy Turner's really annoying. <laughs> I don't like him. And you know, Ed and Eddy was like just stupid town, just like wild, cartoony antics. And she was like, "No, this is this is not what I want you watching." That
1: is literally so funny because those two reasons are the exact same reasons my mom <laughs> didn't want me to watch Ed and, <laughs> Ed and Eddie and Fairly Odd Parents. She was like, "I can't stand Timmy Turner's voice," and Ed, Ed and Eddy is just a bad influence. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyway, okay, so let's get back on topic. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Arnold is a very very good kid. I'm not the driving force of a lot of the series, mm-hmm. but I think at this episode, especially season 1, uh this is maybe the most prevalent it is, as far as I'm aware. I haven't watched Hey Arnold in a while. uh, But this episode is something that's always stuck in my memory as a really interesting episode of TV. And rewatching it, I was kind of amazed at what it attempted to pull off so early on for a children's show. So we can't escape Vietnam. Uh
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, we can't. (laughs) But before we get into that, I was gonna say that so I was allowed to watch Hey Arnold eventually, and I feel like Hey Arnold really did go into topics that were really real, but approached it in a really kid-friendly way. Like, even like with this episode, for example, Mr. Nguyen had to give up his daughter to American soldiers when they were evacuating from Saigon, which was a really real thing that happened. And... It was presented in such a kid-friendly way, where it was serious, Mm -hmm. and it was very hard-hitting, but in a very appropriate way, and I really, really liked how it was done.
0: I was so surprised at that, because this is one of those things where it is, uh, this whole episode is in the back of my mind, Mm -hmm. it's just something that has stuck with me, but just seeing the, like, actual war, like, the little bit that they showed of it with, like, the American flag kind of torn apart and just the crowd of people trying to get into this helicopter and Mr. Wynn, like, holding up the baby. Like, it wasn't inappropriate Mm -hmm. at all. It was good for children. It wasn't too far or anything. But it was more than I remembered or anticipated. It obviously is exaggerated for animation and like children's media mm-hmm. but they they did take this particular character very seriously yeah just this whole thing like this conflict could be in a much more serious, much more adult kind of Christmas oriented thing. Mm-hmm. I was just very impressed that they attempted it and I think they did it pretty well.
1: Yeah, definitely. I I don't know. I just this whole thing, I thought it was very well done. And it was yeah. it was it didn't even mention Vietnam specifically. Yeah, not directly. Yeah, but
0: um which I thought was an interesting choice uh just creatively. Mm-hmm. I guess to make it less politically charged maybe.
1: maybe i i'm not really sure
0: cuz with anything especially in the 90s that aired on nickelodeon there's so much restriction um and so much like mm. having to work around censorship and all that I do kind of want to look more into how this was produced, whether or not they had any uh like backlash or anything. There
1: was a there was an article recently about the episode that I watched and I'm pretty sure that was the first time I had seen this scene because I hadn't watched this episode as a kid, I watched it as an adult. But yeah, there was a there was an article recently. I forget what it was specifically about but the voice actor who played mr Wynn was actually vietnamese oh yeah and it well, that's good it was it was a, something
0: mash did <laughs> yeah
1: really it was an article praising that episode i don't i don't remember but i know that it was not a bad thing
0: no i didn't mean backlash i just meant like pushback yeah, yeah, from yeah. like the network trying to Although, Hey Arnold did do a bunch of more serious things. So maybe maybe they're just given uh, freedom to explore more serious topics, more adult-oriented things. Yeah. And I should mention that Hey Arnold was created by Craig Bartlett, who is Mac Reining, creator of The Simpsons. Uh, he is his brother-in-law. Oh, wow. Uh, so everything is connected.
1: <laughs> I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, I think that Hey Arnold... Owes a lot to the Simpsons mm-hmm. because it's not a very uh cartoony show. It's way more grounded. It's a show about a kid in like the Bronx or Brooklyn just hanging out trying to figure stuff out. And I feel for a children's 90s show, it's pretty unusual, like yeah. just to get like a bunch of people doing things that aren't like crazy and like animals talking. Mm-hmm. So yeah, everything comes back to the Simpsons. <laughs> And other than Vietnam, uh, what do you think about the rest of all of this? Uh, Like, how do you think the story played out?
1: I thought it was really cute. We did say that Arnold tries to. Find Mister Win's daughter after he, you know, gave her two American soldiers in Saigon, and he is successful. So it's a very happy reunion, and I did cry. And <laughs> it it's was very emotional. It was, it was super emotional. It was really sweet. It was really well they done. Played things in slow motion. Yeah, and it was like, slow motion in, in animations, insane. <laughs> I honestly thought my computer was buffering (laughs) because I was like, what is this? And I was like, oh, it's supposed to be dramatic and like in slow motion. I get it. Yeah. But I did think that the rest of the episode was cute. Like I thought it was adorable that Arnold was... Being such a good kid when he was trying to essentially bribe the, I don't know, government worker who would help them find uh, Mr. Wynn's daughter. And (laughs) I noted down also that these boots that Helga really wanted, that was like a B-plot of the episode. These boots were kind of like the Ugg boots of our generation. Uh, (laughs) Because when Ethan and I were about... Around, like I guess, like 10 to 12. Ugg boots were the things that you could not thing. get them anywhere. They were expensive. They were just... It was crazy. And that just Basically reminded me of it. Basically big
0: slippers, if you're unfamiliar.
1: <laughs> they're ugly. They're really ugly.
0: <laughs> well, that's why they're called Uggs.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that was really cute. I like in all of these episodes that it's kind of like, you know, the theme of Christmas where it's not supposed to be consumerism and stuff. And I thought it was cute that Helga kind of just hit the kids over the head with it almost, where she was like, that's not the meaning of Christmas. And yeah, I liked that.
0: I love Helga a lot, just as a character. She is so interesting to me, because like I've been saying, Hey Arnold tackled more adult issues, but through the lens of... Having to deal with being a children's show, and one of the things that uh informed Helga's character that never quite made it on screen is that her mom is an alcoholic, uh but they portray that by her drinking a lot of smoothies and just the oh tone God, of her I voice didn't know that. and um her dad is not abusive, but he is like neglectful and just like not there for her, and so she's struggled a lot and she loves Arnold. Maybe because he's such a sweet, genuine kid, but she cannot show that because any weakness is bad. So, love Helga, good character, love her journey for this, that she wants to get Arnold a very good gift to impress him, and she just can't find it, and uh, she gives up her expensive boots so that Arnold can be happy, well, Arnold can be happy by the way of Mr. Wynn being happy. It was cool because she never actually tells Arnold what she did.
1: Yeah, I thought that that was cute. And that kind of goes along with the theme also that you don't have to take credit for the nice things that you do for people. You can do them without needing this praise for it, essentially. And right before that...
0: Or anything in return. Yeah,
1: and right before that, you know, Helga had been saying oh, that's not what Christmas is about. And that kind of just reiterated it that she did this kind of anonymously and Arnold wasn't going to know. And I just, I thought that was mm-hmm. really sweet. I, I like that about kids' shows. It was
0: really good. One thing that I want to mention, and this is a very minor moment, but it's something that I love just animation-wise. Um, I love to watch anything animated and like watch uh the movement and kind of the character acting, uh just how the characters like move when they're talking And there's one bit where Arnold goes over to Mr. Wynn's house to kind of see, or Mr. Wynn's apartment, because they all live together. Uh, But anyway, when Arnold's sitting on the couch and just like, So what do you want for, well, he doesn't ask directly, but he's trying to figure out. And just while he's talking, he's, like, kicking his legs and, like, trying to do something with his hands. And all those, like, little minor moments, I love, like, watching in any animated thing. Where it's like, the animators or storyboard artists didn't have to include that Arnold fidgets in this moment, but it makes it feel... So much more alive and so much more genuine.
1: Yeah, that was cute. I, did, I obviously didn't pick up on that because I don't really watch animation as much as you do and I don't really pay attention to it as much as you do, but I should because that is really cute and interesting. Yeah, I I like that. Thank you for bringing it up, Ethan.
0: Oh, you're welcome.
1: <laughs> so the next one is, of course, mine. And this is funny because we actually talked about an episode of Frasier Recorded one time to fix our audio problems.
0: <laughs> yeah, when we were planning uh, how to do a podcast, one of the first TV shows we talked about was Frasier, mm-hmm. just as a template for like how to talk about TV. So it was nice to return to it yeah. in the in an official capacity.
1: I. Kind of chose this episode because we had previously talked about Fraser, and I was like, this, this'll be a good callback.
0: <laughs> callback for us and us alone.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, because nobody heard that. We didn't release it or anything. It was literally just for no, us. No, we did not. But over the run of Fraser, there were a couple Christmas episodes, and this one was my favorite because this one was just. I don't know if it was first, but it was earlier on in the show because it ran for so long.
0: This is season five. Yeah,
1: and this is still kind of pretty early for Frasier. And this is definitely one of the Christmas episodes that I think about. And I just have to say, in every episode of Frasier, there's the Space Needle because they're in Seattle. And the Space Needle had Christmas lights on it. And I thought that was so cute. It was my favorite part. That was your favorite part
0: of the whole yeah, episode. literally the my space favorite part. Needle in the background. Yes. <laughs> oh wow. No, this one was super interesting. I like the format of this. Um, this episode was kind of segmented into like different perspectives. Mm-hmm. It's literally called perspectives on Christmas, mm-hmm. and I wasn't anticipating that to be like the format but it was super interesting to see all these characters just have different views on what has happened. Uh, So I guess we should say that the episode is... Everybody is getting a massage for some reason (laughs) that we find out later, and they're all telling this masseuse things that have happened to them around the Christmas holiday, and it's super fun to see how the stories slightly change based on who's telling them. Yeah, Uh, I thought that was really interesting.
1: Yeah, usually I really like that in sitcoms when they do kind of those flashback episodes of not really flashback, but... It's established that it's in the future in the beginning of the show and then they go back and talk about the plot. I also really like the different perspectives. I feel like that's such a such a y kind of thing. You don't really get that in a lot of other shows, but in sitcom
0: Rashomon baby. Yeah,
1: it's like, I don't know, I just really like it. That was one of the one of the reasons why I like this episode so much, I think, because it's got kind of a different vibe, but still a sitcom vibe and it's fun.
0: So, I've only seen about the first 3 or so episodes of Frasier. Not that I disliked it all, it just wasn't something that I returned back to after we we talked about it very much. So it was fun to see kind of knee deep into the show uh, where these characters are at. Like Niles having, I guess, a crush on Daphne. Yep. Their dad just kind of hanging out, being himself. And Frazier like wasn't involved in this, like he was there but it wasn't like about him at all it was about all the side characters and i thought that was like a pretty uh unique way to kind of take this
1: yeah it really pulled in the whole cast. yeah it was a it was a really fun episode it was very involved which i really like and i feel like with a lot of holiday episodes that's the approach to it it's very involved and i think that that's so so much fun and i do think it's funny that you mention this uh Because I I forget that you didn't see a lot of the show, but the romance between Daphne and fraser's brother is so pronounced in this it's not so pronounced in this one but
0: oh it's like aggressive (laughs) all he wants to do like it's not even implied that he has a crush on her it's more like he wants to sleep with her like that's kind of the vibe
1: and like which is so funny because that's so tame in comparison to like the comedy of the rest of the (laughs) series and they don't get together until so much later again spoilers sorry well, isn't he
0: married <laughs> yes, uh, he is. in the
1: first episode yes he is married in the first oh, episode oh man yeah so but like they don't do it's it's fine because
0: dirty dog. <laughs> they
1: don't do anything they don't actually get together while he's married he gets divorced eventually
0: okay and
1: so it's like it saves itself a little bit it saves its morals But (laughs) which is so funny because like I'm so against any kind of like immorality in that way (laughs) and I just am so not
0: a fan of cheating. No, yes, exactly. Like a normal like a normal person.
1: (laughs) But, like, I couldn't wait to see these two characters together. And it's so cute in this to oh, see cute. them. I like that
0: she's British.
1: Oh my God. And I think I told you she's actually British and she is putting on a different British accent to work with the character. And I think that that's so fun.
0: <laughs> that is wild. Why do. Is it ever addressed why Frazier and Niles have like a completely different speech effect to their <laughs> dad? Like, their dad's just, like, an American guy, and, like, obviously, Frasier and Niles are American, too, but they're so Mm upper-class-sounding. And just, like, why? Did they ever explain
1: that? I don't remember specifically, but I think it was um, Frasier's mom. Like, their mom was of very high intelligence which is kind of like not not to say that Martin is stupid or anything like that but he's very much not at the same like academic level as his sons are but I think the mom was and that's kind of where the disconnect comes in where
0: the voice came yeah. from yeah <laughs>
1: One thing I really liked about this episode, too, to get kind of back into, like, the, the holiday aspect of it, so Martin is kind of roped into this Christmas pageant at a local church that he doesn't even belong to, and he has to sing for it, and so he's got this, like, really bad singing voice, apparently, and so- Oh,
0: that, that whole part with the dog was really I <laughs> Wasn't it so cute? Sorry to interrupt No, 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 you.
1: no it's fine. So Fraser and Niles are trying to coach him in how to sing. And I just thought it was really funny that they kind of shoehorned that little bit in there to showcase that the actors who played Fraser and Niles are actually really talented because Niles is playing the piano and he's actually playing the piano. And Fraser oh, really? can sing oh, that man. well. Yeah, it's like, it's so funny.
0: Oh man, I love David Hyde Pierce too. Oh, me too. too. <laughs> um, it's so fun to see him in this uh because i've seen him in some other things i love him in wet hot american summer Mm -hmm. uh but it's so fun to see him be a younger guy in the show so far and his whole weird storyline with the elevator was a lot of fun yeah because like they were just like unnecessarily mean to this man who (laughs) who helped him get out of an elevator it was oh man i had a lot of fun with this i I keep repeating myself.
1: No, no, but, yeah, it, it's I'm glad you had one. fun. <laughs> one thing though I really liked about that part with the elevator is that the people in the elevator or Niles was kind of, you know, acting himself and the people in the elevator were like, "What's wrong with this guy?" And someone said, "Oh, he's Dr. Crane's brother." And they were like, "Oh, okay. That makes and sense." And everybody was like, "Yeah, <laughs>
0: okay." <laughs> that was as somebody just jumping into the kind of the maybe not the deep end of this show, but like further into it than I had further experience, it was just fun to see kind of everybody very established mm-hmm. in who they are. I love the dad in this that uh, what's her name? The the is she a maid? Uh, oh,
1: his caretaker, Daphne
0: Daphne thought that he was dying (laughs) and he was just trying to participate in a Christmas pageant. Uh, Side note, personal note, I love that he has a quad cane that (laughs) made me feel cool because fun fact to everybody listening, I don't think I've mentioned this on Mike yet, uh, I'm disabled and I have a quad cane, so it was fun to see. Uh, whenever anybody has a quad cane, I'm like, "Hey, there's a king."
1: <laughs> I know, and he has that cane for like forever. And there is some. It's
0: an old man cane, but like we gotta represent.
1: <laughs> In the show, um, there's a lot of physical humor involving the cane too, and it's Ooh. it's fun. It's not it's not like overly pronounced. It's not overly done, but I do remember there just being some, and it's it's really funny.
0: I, I just love anybody that... Uh, I love House. I love that House walks with the cane. <laughs> I love uh, Martin who walks with the we cane. cane. We love cane representation. We got we to
1: respect. Yes, cane representation. <laughs> oh, one thing I wanted to mention was in the show, there's... I think you met her in the first episode. It's Roz. Um, and she's the producer, I think, of the show pretty sure she's a producer i don't i don't remember what her actual role is but she controls like the calls that come in to fraser who has this psychiatric radio show and in again spoilers she gets pregnant and she's not married yeah that was fun to kind of
0: deep dive into <laughs> yeah that. that
1: was so fun and i forgot that was like such a big storyline in the show and in the in this episode Frazier is on the phone with her mom and is like, oh, she's really sensitive about the weight that she gained from her pregnancy, so just don't mention it to her. And then it's revealed Mm -hmm. that Roz did not tell her mother yet that she was pregnant and Frazier had broken it to her, like, very blasé over the phone. (laughs) And I thought that was so funny.
0: I didn't remember Roz existing, uh, (laughs) because I guess what I saw wasn't far enough in, because I assume they have a romance, right? Like, they're Together to an extent.
1: No. no.
0: Okay. So I thought that Fraser was the father <laughs> of this child. Uh, I guess he isn't.
1: No, he's not. Because <laughs> this whole thing, I was
0: like, oh, am I seeing you know Fraser becoming a dad, or or I guess he already has a son mm-hmm. in Cheers that's like never seen in Fraser. No, or something, he is. Right? He is. Okay. Freddie. But anyway, it was interesting to see. A good season five storyline <laughs> of something uh, where it's like, oh, this character's pregnant and she doesn't want to know and blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's just like, oh, man, I really am just stepping into the, the weeds here.
1: I could definitely see how you'd think that Fraser was the dad because I'm pretty sure in one of the episodes they do like kind of get together, but then they're like, oh, that was definitely a mistake. We're just friends. But I could definitely see why you'd think that Frasier was the dad because they do have a very close-knit friendship and I think that that's just, that's sweet that you thought that.
0: <laughs> he was the only one that interacted with her so I thought they were together. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like especially when talking to her mom on the phone, I just figured like, oh, well, he's the father, and they're they're trying to you know be together.
1: No.
0: <laughs> okay, that's a that's a different take. That's a that's like a Jerry and Elaine thing where. a Two of the leads just never get together. (laughs) I'm here for that. Yeah,
1: it's fun. I I do like them together, though. I'm not going to lie. And and I thought that in this episode. I was like, it would have been cute if they got together. But I know why. Like, I understand why the writers didn't do it that way. And the
0: whole episode, she's saying, like, oh, I'm so fat. I'm so fat. I'm so fat. And, like, she looks Great. i like, was gonna say fine. i
1: was gonna say i was like that is such a 90s 2000s like up until very recently kind of thing where it's just like a pregnant woman gaining weight how could we what, <laughs> what is that she looked fine I know, she literally she wasn't bad at all about
0: how she was too fat to play mrs claus Because for some reason, Frazier and her are Santa and Mrs. Claus. That's another reason why I thought they were together. She's Mrs. Claus. Yeah,
1: they were doing a fundraiser where they were uh, Santa and Mrs. Claus and just like doing it for kids Mm. and stuff. I think I
0: missed that detail. (laughs) But she was like, I'm too fat to play Mrs. Claus. A famously not thin woman typically depicted. So it's like, Okay. Yeah, sure. I know. And
1: meanwhile, Perry Gilpin's like hasn't gained weight. Like, I don't even think. Yeah. I don't even think that she was actually pregnant at the time. Or I don't even know.
0: had like a fake belly yeah. or anything. <laughs> like, she looked fine. So it was super. It was, that was weird. That was weird. But I I did enjoy it. Otherwise, I like this whole format. I like how this masseuse is just like, hey man, tell me all your problems. Yeah. Why not? Mm-hmm. And then it's you know revealed at the end that the reason why they're all. All getting massages that Frazier was gonna be like, Hey, my gift is telling you how much I love you all and how much you mean to me. And they're like, Oh, that sucks. And he's like, Oh, well, I guess I could get us all massages instead. <laughs> they're
1: like, Hey, and there's the masseuse, and then it's tossed salads and scrambled eggs. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah, boy, <laughs> yeah, I really liked this one. It was cute. Like I said, there is a couple other holiday episodes, like Halloween and Thanksgiving and whatnot. But this one is just, I don't know, I like this one. It's so fun and cute.
0: Yeah, it's got a good vibe. It, it involves a whole cast. As somebody less familiar with Frasier, I did laugh several times. Uh, I didn't note down the jokes, but I did find it funny. You know, this show kind of gets a little bit of hate. Uh, From people who are slightly older, like in their kind of 30s and maybe early 40s, uh, because I guess it just swept at the Emmys every year. Oh, really? So like anybody who's into TV and like cares about the Emmys was like, you know, when they were younger uh, and the show is on, we're like, why does Frasier win every year? It's not that good but as somebody watching it like in a vacuum, just as a show, I think it is pretty good. I like Kelsey Grammer. I like David High-Pierce. I like everybody else. Uh, and you know, we we need the fancy gentlemen on TV sometimes. Yeah,
1: I agree. I don't know. I I think this show is great. I don't know about anybody else in their thirties and forties. And I don't want to. I don't want to alienate any listeners. But I really, really enjoy this show. There's a reason that it was on for so long, and it's not because mm-hmm. it wasn't good. <laughs>
0: You know, Kelsey Grammer, I might get this actual, like, statistic wrong, but he's the only guy to win an Emmy as the same character in, I think, four different series. Yeah,
1: you know what's funny? You had mentioned that when we were talking about the first episode of Frasier. Right. Yeah, and I was like, I know this fact. Why do I know this? But yeah... I hadn't known that before.
0: He won for Cheers, he won for Frasier, and then Frasier Crane appeared on some other shows just as like a guest character, and in that guest appearance, he won an Emmy there too. <laughs> so, what a what a what a champion, what a man. I
1: wonder what show that was cuz the only one that I can think of is Wings and he was only in it for like 30 seconds. No, that's a lie. He might have but... won
0: Emmy for Wings. It's like the Meryl Streep rule.
1: <laughs> he really wasn't in it for that long, so I really do wonder. Uh,
0: apparently, they're trying to bring Frasier back on Paramount Plus or whatever. Really? But the dad is dead. Yes. Like, IRL, so they're like, everybody who likes Frasier's like, hey, maybe not. Don't do it. Yeah,
1: I can't even imagine it, because the-, the- fun of the humor in that show was the juxtaposition of Fraser and his father being so different. Yeah, I don't see how that would even work. Plus, like, stop rebooting everything, please. Again, another hot take. So many hot (laughs) takes in this episode, but (laughs) stop rebooting things. Okay. That's my final Mm -hmm. that's my that's my thoughts on Fraser.
0: Anyway, uh that brings us to uh this episode of the Rugrats that we watched. It's called Hanukkah. Uh, and it's about Hanukkah <laughs> and uh, the babies. They're told the story of Hanukkah and their grandparents take them to a Hanukkah play that the grandpa wrote and is in and uh, they they vastly misinterpret some things <laughs> and shenanigans ensue. Uh, Vanessa, what did you think of this episode?
1: So again, The Rugrats is not a show I was allowed to watch as a kid. So I what really have What was haven't... wrong with the rug? <laughs> Angelica was disrespectful to adults. <laughs> oh my god! My mom did not like Angelica. So uh, there's this comedian who has like my my mom's not like overly Christian or Catholic or anything like that. My mom is you know part Jewish and that's where we get our Jewishness from and whatever. But um, there's this comedian and he makes this joke about how Christian kids can't watch certain shows. Because like the kids are disrespectful. It's just like so and so is like a Satan worshiper because they disrespect their parents and X, Y, and Z and stuff like that. And while my mom is not even Christian, it's really funny because I identified so much with that.
0: my mom loved the Rugrats. She has told me countless stories of how before we were born, she would like sit down and like watch the Rugrats (laughs) just by herself. And whenever I because I want to be like in the animation industry, like as a career, when I was like bringing that up to my mom over this past summer, she's like, Oh, yeah, well, you've always liked cartoons. And like, Go for it, because you know when I was when I was your age, your dad would come home and I'd just be like sitting on the floor in the living room (laughs) watching the Rugrats. Oh my god! Don't worry about it.
1: That's so adorable. (laughs) I love that, and I love that story. Yeah, she
0: loved it. It's it was her like favorite show. Oh my god, that's so cute. And I've never like asked her why, other than the Rugrats like being a good show. I've Mm -hmm. never like asked her why she loved it. I'm gonna have to do that. Yeah. So. As I've learned today, you and I had very different childhoods <laughs> because you weren't allowed to watch them. I just thought you liked Mash and Frasier and all these old shows. Turns out this is the only thing you're allowed to watch.
1: <laughs> Which is crazy because like these shows are like the shows that I watched as a kid were not like really meant for children, but my mom thought they were more suited for me as a child. The show about I don't the know. Korean yeah, War. I really don't know. But anyway, this episode <laughs> of the Rugrats is so good and i've never seen it before i love it it's so you've never seen no. it before. oh my gosh i might have seen i've definitely seen parts of it before but i've never saw the whole thing all the way through and i'm so surprised that my mom didn't let me watch it because all of the jewish things in it are so good it's amazing <laughs> This was
0: aggressively Jewish. It was, and I was kind of astounded by that because I. This is another one of those things. More than the Hey Arnold episode, this is burned into the back <laughs> of my mind. I haven't seen this in years, but like the second it started, I was like, Oh yes, I could close my eyes and remember every frame of this episode right now. But all of the Jewish things just went over my head as a young kid. Just how Jewish everybody is in this one episode. It was kind of incredible because mm. it, you know, it did feel authentic. It didn't feel like it was like in any way making fun of of Judaism or like, I don't want to categorize these like writers or anything. But, like, I assume that whoever wrote this is Jewish and, like, is very familiar with, like, the mannerisms of an older Jewish person.
1: (laughs) I literally wrote down in my notes that there were definitely Jewish people working on this episode because it felt very, very authentic. And I really, really loved that with, like with the Yiddish and the Hebrew little terms of endearment. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I was just, I was almost in tears. I loved it so much. <laughs> and the fact that this episode also touched on the actual meaning of Hanukkah and wasn't like, it's Jewish Christmas. Like, no, it, it's not. That's not yes. what it is.
0: This episode starts in Israel yeah. and explains like this. Is, I'm, I'm Jewish. I, my dad's Jewish. And I've, participated in some traditions uh in my childhood and you know i have one aunt who we would kind of participate with these traditions with so i've heard these stories but i remember the the maca babies Mm -hmm. and everything the, the story they told being the first time that i kind of understood the story because it's literally their grandma in the beginning of this episode is explaining where Hanukkah comes from and it's interpreted to have these babies understand it. So by that way, children watching can understand it Mm -hmm. and be like, oh, I I understand this story. And I think that's really clever.
1: Yeah, I really, like I said, I really liked how it was not Jewish Christmas and I feel like a lot of the times Mm -hmm. for kids, that's kind of what it gets boiled down to which is not the case
0: <laughs> no yeah so was a whole war yeah
1: and i i kind of did also like that because in the jewish religion and jewish tradition hanukkah is a lot about the jewish people rather than so much about the religious aspect of it and uh, that wasn't lost in this episode. And I don't know, like, this was just a fantastic episode. Like, I would definitely show this to kids.
0: I loved uh, the story of it. You know, the babies are very authentic kids. They're just kind of taken places and kind of, like, told to do things. And they don't understand why. So uh, they, they overhear that the grandpa is in a feud with this other old man about, like, this Hanukkah play that they're putting on and they think, like, this old man is, like, a villain and they have to save their grandpa from him. And, like, meanwhile, in, in real life, the grandpa's just, like, this is his old friend and they don't get along anymore mm-hmm. and they don't know, like, how to communicate with each other and kind of, by having these babies around, uh, these old men, like, reconcile with each other and, like kind of understand each other better yeah and i just thought it was really cool just the way that played out because you could just totally watch this from the adult's perspective of trying to deal with like this lost friendship or you can watch it as these little kids trying to save their grandpa from a meanie which is what (laughs) i i did when i was a kid yeah because, you know, when I was a kid, I, I understood the babies more than these old men <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, having such a difficult relationship.
1: I'm so glad that you had included this on your list of episodes to watch because I really enjoyed this. And I don't know, like something about seeing the uh, Star of David so prominent and like the, the kids wearing very traditional Jewish clothing and stuff like that when they're retelling this story. And I don't know, I just, I really liked it. And I, if I have children ever, I'll definitely show them this episode because I think it holds up over yeah. time. And one, one of the uh, jokes in this really got me was when the grandpa said, what did he say? He was like, they were making latkes and he said, the real miracle of Hanukkah is that these have been yes. clogging our arteries for 2,000 years and we're still alive. And I, I, I love that because truly, That's yes. That's such a good joke.
0: <laughs> I also loved that in their family, the Rugrats do celebrate like, Christmas and Hanukkah mm-hmm. like me. And I liked how in this episode DD the mom is the Jewish one and Stu the dad is like the non-Jewish mm-hmm. guy and he's trying to do this whole big uh cuz in the show he's like an inventor and he's trying to he's trying to make this like really elaborate uh, menorah uh, to put as a prop in the the play. And like he's talking with his brother and he's like, Oh, I want to show Didi that I like support Hanukkah and I support uh their family. I was like, that's a very throwaway thing. Uh, but I was like, that's so sweet.
1: Yeah, I think that um I, I like I like Judaism I d I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you... I
0: like Judaism. <laughs> I
1: like being Jewish. It's it's very fun for me. <laughs> um Yeah.
0: And to tie everything together, I have to mention that the creators of the show their production company, where they got their start from, was animating for the early seasons of The Simpsons. So I love that. Everything ties together.
1: I love the fact that you just chose things related to The Simpsons. That's amazing. (laughs) I didn't mean to.
0: That's the thing. I was like, oh, I want to talk about that Hey Arnold episode, and I want to talk about the Rugrats Hanukkah episode, And then I was like, oh, I guess I should do The Simpsons just to tie it all together. (laughs) I didn't know what I wanted to do for a third one.
1: To transition into our next episode that we're going to talk about and the last one that we're going to talk about as well, it's an episode of The Nanny and it's called The Hanukkah Story. And I feel like that episode kind of overstated how big of a holiday Hanukkah is in the Jewish tradition. and The Rugrats didn't, which I thought was kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, there was like the Hanukkah play and stuff like that and whatnot. But it really kind of, I don't know, I really liked how it wasn't Jewish Christmas. (laughs) They they
0: never said that like Hanukkah is the most important thing Uh ever. They were just like, we're going to a Hanukkah play because that's what we're doing. It's not because Hanukkah is like the most valuable thing in our culture.
1: Yeah, I liked it. And then, like I said, to talk about our last episode, The Nanny. I couldn't do a holiday specials episode without including The Nanny, as I'm sure our listeners have gleaned where Ethan and I are both part Jewish. So we wanted to have some Jewish representation (laughs) in these specials and... For me, of course, I go straight to Fran, and <laughs> I love her. So over the six-year run of the show, there were um, holiday episodes, and of course they like touched on Hanukkah and stuff, but this is the first one where she's actually celebrating Hanukkah, I'm pretty sure. Most of them are Christmas episodes, hmm. because the family that she's the nanny for and is- eventually marries into... Spoiler, I guess
0: we'll talk about it. Yeah, a
1: they're uh they're Christian and they celebrate Christmas. So in this one, it's the first year that her and Maxwell are together, and she wants to celebrate Hanukkah with her new family. And I just thought that that was really sweet. Of course, like shenanigans ensue, and there's it, this episode was kind of dark too. But <laughs> yes, so
0: I have seen the nanny. I've seen a lot of it on Nick at Night but it's been a while and I don't think I've ever seen the end of the show or anything kind of close to it. So once again, this is full deep dive into the last season of the show, Mm -hmm. which I was like, oh, well, she's married. She's pregnant. All these things are happening. And uh, granted, I didn't have trouble like following along what was going on. It was just like, oh, Good to see that they do have a bit of a an ending uh set up for this final season of her being no longer the nanny, being part of the actual family. And I I did enjoy this one as well. I like Fran a lot and it was fun to see all of these characters kind of at the end of their their story.
1: Yeah, it's really funny because all the kids they start out so young and then in this episode the last season they're all like going off to college and they're all adults and I'm like, "Oh my god, I remember when they were babies."
0: <laughs> yeah, in the in the little intro cartoon that explains the the show, they had just, you know, caricatures of all the uh, all the kids. I was like, oh, that's not accurate anymore. They're not little (laughs) children anymore.
1: (laughs) But to kind of explain this episode a little bit. So like we said, this is friends first Hanukkah with her new family that she married into. And her husband is leaving. And she was like, what the hell? This is important to me. And it's kind of revealed that I, I, I did kind of like this part of the episode that when she was growing up, Hanukkah wasn't, like, a super big thing because it's not really that big of a holiday. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so how her parents and her family kind of just brushed it aside a little bit. And what I really liked about this was that there was electric menorah representation because my family has <laughs> an electric menorah because my mom doesn't want to set the house on fire.
0: <laughs> I feel that we we do candles whenever we do it, mm-hmm. but I feel <laughs>
1: it was so I was so happy. <laughs> but yeah, so this it this was, was fun cute. to see
0: those little flashbacks.
1: Oh my god, it was so funny.
0: See her as a child, but also Fran Drescher is playing her mom. I thought that was like really yeah. fun. Uh, the the outfit that they had little Fran Drescher in was like insane.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I said that before that this episode was a little bit dark because Maxwell is going to go see a play for the first night of Hanukkah so he's going to be out of town and Fran's upset and et, cetera, et cetera. So, while she's on the phone with him, as he's driving to wherever he has to go for work, Boston, he gets into a car accident with their daughter, and it's like, oh my god, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, they're okay, but she doesn't know that, and it's terrifying for her. And I was like, oh, oh no.
0: Yeah, that is, uh, I mean, they revealed to the audience pretty quickly that like everything is okay. Yeah. But like, yeah, that is quite the emotional thing to put on this character. And to still kind of play it like she's overreacting and stuff. Actually, one bit that I loved was that she's like, "Oh my God, the dead, the dead, they're all gonna die. They're they're, they're gone." And then she turns to the other two kids and is like, "Oh, don't worry about it. It's fine. Like we called them. And they're gonna be okay. Like the medics are right there. Don't worry." It's
1: <laughs> like this is great. I know. I loved that. I was like,
0: "This the immediate transition."
1: That Jewish over the topness, <laughs> loved it. <laughs> And then yeah, like the, immediate the transition. Turn. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Jewish things in this episode as well, I really liked all the <laughs> I really liked all the plays on words of the huh. <laughs> It was yes. my favorite part. <laughs> there are so many like stereotypical Jewish things in there that I didn't feel were very like mocking. So I really, really liked that. I loved the motif at the end of the car's gas keeping like the car running for eight hours instead of one
0: (laughs) that was really cute i was like hey that's like the oil lasting for eight hours when it should have lasted one is the jewish hanukkah episode equivalent of seeing santa claus at the end yes where it's like oh yeah magic does exist (laughs) children don't worry there are
1: miracles (laughs) yeah exactly Um, We should also mention in the beginning of the episode, so throughout the show, Fran's family is a big part of it, and that's where you get a lot of, like, the Jewishness of the show Mm -hmm. um, from her mom and her grandmother. (laughs) And so later on in the show... Her grandmother has this boyfriend and the boyfriend is played by Ray Charles. That's a Was that actually Ray Charles?
0: I was just like, is that a Ray Charles type? No, it's... That's so funny. I looked it up and I was
1: like, no, wait, that's literally him.
0: (laughs) That's great. That just made that so much better. I just thought that was like a guy that like supposed to be kind of like him. Me too. That's great
1: and i remember this character from when i watched the show as a younger <laughs> person and i asked my mom i was like oh is that ray charles and she's like no 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 that's supposed to be ray charles and it literally was <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny i know i loved that. i love that another thing that i liked about this episode
0: because it had a bunch of flashbacks to characters in their childhood one was of course with fran but the other one was to maxwell as a child and like showing that his like family was distant and just like rich and just didn't really care. But one visual joke that I loved is that they showed like ten year old Maxwell and he still had the gray streak <laughs> in the front of his yeah. hair. I uh, just thought that was really funny. <laughs> and something that I would do and be like, yeah, put, put the gray streak <laughs> in just
1: so we just so we really know. I know I love that. That's too funny. So yeah, so of course at the end they are reunited and I thought it was really funny with the nun I thought that was kind of weird but I-, I did think it was funny um, so they're praying and stuff like that and of course Maxwell and the daughter are reunited with Fran and her family and of course they're okay and it's really sweet and then at the end Ray Charles who we didn't know was Ray Charles is singing like a holiday themed song that wasn't Christmas related wasn't Hanukkah related it was just like wintry and seasonal and I thought that was really sweet and I really liked the blended family aspect of it of having the the tree and the menorah and as like growing up as a kid who celebrated both, it was just like, I don't know. It just warmed my heart. I loved it.
0: Yeah. No, I, I like that as well. I said this already, but it it was really fun to see these characters in the last leg of their journey that the conflict was that like this is her new family mm-hmm. and she wants to show them something that's important to her, um, and make it important to them, and of course, she's been in this family for six seasons, but now it's different, I like getting the, just hints of, like, what the actual circumstances of their wedding was, that she's, like, pregnant, and that Maxwell's sister, like, doesn't like her, uh, but, like, they're trying to get along, and it was just like, ah, oh, it's fun to drop in and see where everybody's at, I like the butler a lot too. His name was Niles yeah. as well. And I didn't quite get that at first, like who they're talking about. It's like, wait, is Fraser Canon to the nanny <laughs> averse I'm glad that you recommended it because we need more Hanukkah specials yes, in this world. we do.
1: I would love to see also like, because there are a few Hanukkah specials as we've mentioned. I'd love to see Hanukkah specials from like non-Ashkenazi Jews because a lot of traditions are so different. And I think that that's so fun. And I would love to see it. Let's make it, Ethan. Let's do it.
0: <laughs> Let's do it. When we make a TV show in the year 2045. <laughs> but uh, yeah, holidays are good. Love them every year, and we, I'm super happy that we uh, we've put out our own Christmas special holiday special into the world uh, because i had a lot of fun watching these and talking about them with you i hope you had fun too. of
1: course i did i let any time that we get to talk about tv talk in general i'm having a good time so i'm really glad that we did this and i hope that our listeners liked it as well
0: hey everybody this is ethan from 2022 again the outro we originally recorded for this episode was a little out of date now so i wanted to come back with a fresh one I apologize for sounding half asleep at the end of this episode. I think I was just really chilled out in holiday spirit. Thank you all for listening, and we hope you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays. We'd also like to thank Jacob for your for being our technical consultant, and Vanessa's sister, Melissa, for awesome cover art. Links to our music, social media, and contact for the show are in the description, as always. And your regularly scheduled mass discussion will return very soon. Thanks, everybody, and have a Happy Holidays.